so we had the chance to catch up last week mm-hmm. and you were one of the last of the people who I consider to be of my like <laughs> inner circle. <laughs> yeah. Like I was going to say board of directors, like there, there, there is a very small circle of people that when I'm about to do something new and creative, I'll talk to you about it. I feel like I kind of like need your blessing before going forward. And we hadn't chatted in a while. And it, and it was the kind of thing that like I couldn't just say over text. But anyway, I finally got the chance to talk to you about it on last week. And I since I'm I'm guessing that I do have your approval on this. I don't think you need my approval. I think it's a really <laughs> your cool blessing. concept. Your yeah. blessing. All right. We're not giving away a daughter here. I mean, like... <laughs> It's a cool concept. I like the concept. Hi, I'm Michelle. And I'm Steve. And this is a podcast for creatives. Two friends talking about the complex, messy, and beautiful experience that is being a creative. Okay, so you said it's cool, which is good enough for me. Yeah. So I feel confident that I can now move forward with sharing this behind the podcast, especially because I'm going to announce this to my email list tomorrow and this episode will come out after that, that I am starting a new membership called Film and Paper Club, which is essentially, it's a book and movie club. And this is something that may sound out of left field to some people, but I think the people who know me best have all kind of said the same thing, the same thing that you've said, which is like, oh, all right, like, this is very you, right Real in line. House. Yeah, yep. wheelhouse. And it is it is something that I wish I would have had the insight or confidence to have done a long time ago because a lot of the things that I've done in my business have been responding to a trend or a need in the market. And not to say that I wasn't passionate about those things at the time, but this is something that I've been passionate about, like since I was a little kid. I need to track this down from my mom, but there's a picture that I know that I want to maybe include on the website or maybe just put up on social media. But when I was about seven or eight, I got a copy of The Wizard of Oz on VHS for Christmas. And this version, I don't know if it was maybe an anniversary version, came with a booklet that was attached to the front of it. And I remember reading that thing cover to cover over and over again. And this was like when I was just learning how to read. I mean, I I have always been fascinated, not just with watching movies and reading books, but the creative side of it. And this is, you know, obviously before I was able to articulate that I was interested in the production side of things. Um, and really, I, you know, I say as a little kid, I didn't realize that I feel like it, it hasn't been until recent years that I've owned that and recognized it as a thing that I could do. So I'm very excited. And um, 
I've been working hard the last uh, month or so getting ready to, to launch this thing. And um, I thought it would be cool for us to talk about that, but also to talk about with all of that excitement that it doesn't really matter how excited you are, how passionate you are, how much support you have going into something. There is still so much doubt <laughs> And so much that I'm working through in as I'm working and getting ready to launch this thing. Yeah, I always feel like when when we do these types of projects, like we've you know we've talked about commercial breakdown on this show, which is kind of like a fun passion thing that kind of harkens back to our childhood. But there's always like a little voice in the back of your head, like you know what you want it to look like, and you know how you want it to feel, and how you want people to feel when they see it. But like there's always that voice I feel like that creeps in that expresses those like those pieces of doubt, you know, with the project or, or, you know, how are people going to see me when they consume this or uh, are they going to consume this, you know, and it kind of like, it almost like puts the whole, I wouldn't say it puts anything on ice, but it gives you a moment of just like hesitation. And I hate that feeling because like when the idea hits and you kind of see everything align or you feel like you see everything align, it's such an empowering moment. And then when you start laying the foundations and the bricks, theoretically, it should just be a culmination of the idea and like, okay, I built it and let's go with it. But there are just so many of those moments in the, in your mind where you're like, Oh, am I going to get laughed at? Or, Oh, how is somebody going to see this? Or so like, I have to ask because we are talking about this tonight. Like, have you had those moments where that voice appears? Absolutely. And when you're starting something new, really from scratch, this this thing is being, you know, new website, new social, new everything. There's so much to do. I have so many lists going. And the more you have to do, the more opportunities there are to let those voices come in and stop you, especially when it comes to things like, okay, I'm going to buy this domain. Now I'm going to sign up for, I'm going to reserve the Instagram handle. And with every step you're thinking, are people going to like this? Like, is this a stupid idea? Am I the only person who's, who thinks that this is cool? And then the bigger question, like, <laughs> that has definitely been holding me back through this process as excited as I am is like, what if nobody shows up? I mean, I think that anyone who has ever created anything new has had that fear. And in my experience in the beginning, not a lot of people do show up. And I don't think that that gets talked about enough. I was talking to someone in my community today, kind of about something similar. She was telling me about a project that she was working on and I reminded her of that quote that don't compare your beginning to someone else's ending because I think anytime we're starting in, starting a new project, it is really good to come in with inspiration pieces. I know that we did it with Commercial Breakdown. You said, here's a show, not that they covered commercials, but they it was a like a football, football show. Games. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and you said, okay, well, this is this is something that we can follow, but if we had waited until 
our show had the production quality, like we were shooting in a studio. Again, like we, I know that we talked about this in, in the previous episode that we just published, but we can't get to that ending or more advanced place until we take those first steps. And those first steps are going to, you know, they're going to be shaky. We're going to not have the confidence. There may not be a big audience, but in a way, I think that that's kind of a blessing because it gives you the opportunity to kind of get your footing. And something else we talked about last week, where I was talking about like the monetize before you make it, it gives you the opportunity to actually get feedback from your intended audience so that you can craft a better experience that's more suited to their needs. So for anyone who's still at the beginning, and it doesn't matter if you have been working on something for a couple of years, because I think another thing that can happen is that we we start something and then don't feel like anyone is responding to it. And then we stop, but we like still have it <laughs> operational. And if that's you, go back to it and give it another shot, revitalize it and be willing to just grow very slowly in the beginning because you need that momentum before you start snowballing. So we started something new. I'm usually going to you with ideas. So I think I was so excited that I barely listened to what you said and I was like, you know what? Sure, let's do it. Could have said anything <laughs> right there at that point in time, couldn't I? Michelle and I grew up in the 90s and we've noticed, I think over the years, that a lot of the uh, references that we end up dropping in our podcast end up coming from that period in our childhood. We were a TV generation, so we remember a lot of these offbeat commercials and a lot of these things that um, were a part of our childhood. And I thought it would be fun to kind of like look back at them. We don't really watch commercials anymore in, in this day and age. You know, ads are usually something that we're doing anything that we could possibly do to skip over. Funny commercials or, or commercials with memorable jingles have stayed with us over the years. Uh, and this platform, this this commercial breakdown show gave us the opportunity to bring some of them back and, you know, relive a few of these moments with, with all of you and, you know, reflect fondly on them. So if you get a chance, go into one of our pod for creative social profiles or go to our website and look for commercial breakdown which is the name of our show i time this it takes literally four seconds of your time subscribe to our youtube channel and hit that thumbs up button if you have a friend or a sibling or someone um, that you remember talking to about the commercials that that we're showcasing certainly anywhere where you can share it we would really appreciate it i felt like for the podcast when we launched the podcast way back when um which is really cool to say that because we've yeah. been doing this it feels like for so long now um but you know there was like there was an initial like rush i think to the excitement and 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 with anything else like you really sort of when you're launching something like like a you know a, you know a startup kind of podcast which is really what this was or you know um the commercial breakdown show or what you're talking about with your club like you are going to tap into who you know like you're you're not going to necessarily try to like you know it's not going to you know you're not going to take out ad space and put out a billboard and you know like you're going to tap into the people that you know and hope that that's and you know that that'll start to build the foundation and i felt like 
early on, like we both had, you know, connections through our, our, our industries that we were able to tap into and have a, a, a pretty strong, decent to strong base at the beginning. The true tests for me came probably about like 10 episodes in where like, you know, we would look at the downloads and we would look at the list and we would, you know, look at the engagement and you're just like some drop off here, you know, like, and, and I think that was the first point of like, okay, so who's, who's doing this now? And, and, and who, who, you know, is this, is this just for us or is this really for an audience? Did they, did they not like it? Do they, are they laughing or at, at, at me? Are they, you know, thinking I'm full of myself is, it, you know, is this something about our chemistry? Yes. Like, you know, <laughs> everyone yes does think that you're full of yourself. Of, yeah, <laughs> I, know. I hear it every day. Um, but I, I guess like, I think that was the moment where I felt like I, I, I grew up from a confidence standpoint where like, I believed in the project. I believed in us. And like, that was an, that was an important moment to say, okay, like the initial excitement is gone. Now it's really about the work. Now it's about really trying to build something that is true to what we said it was going to be, not just riding on the backs of, Hey, I'm doing a podcast, listen to me and, and trying to ride on popularity's sake. It's really more about the work. And I, and I think if you look at the arc, you know, it, it almost is like kind of like, you know, a bell curve, but in the sense that like there was a sharp uprising in the first 10 or so, and then it kind of dropped. And then we kind of like hit our stride and now we have, a, you know, a steady climb and it's, you know, and I, and I think that's sort of like, I think that's what you have to remind yourself of is, is it's about the work and it's about the connection that you have to that, that art. And more importantly, it's about other people's connection to it too. Um, and telling yourself that you're not alone. There are people who are out there who, who think like you, that, that feel like you, that care about things that you care about. Um, and, and being willing to commit and pour yourself into that and believe in the validity of your project. With the internet, it's really, no matter what it is that you are, your content is censored around, there is an audience for it. Like there, there's no doubt in my mind that if you present me with an idea, I'm, I'm always going to say that is a great idea. The challenge lies in connecting with the right people. So yeah, you have to let go of all of that. I guess it's like ego, your ego, your insecurities, but I mean, it, it's all of the things that people let get in the way of forging forward and you know we've we're all guilty of it I mean I don't talk about this a lot but I feel like I've started a lot of projects and have let have let all of those things get in the way of me actually like pressing publish on it um so I will say in doing this getting ready to launch this I have noticed a shift I mean I'm not saying like I'm all good. I'm still experiencing all of those feelings, but I'm aware of them now and I'm able to push past them in service of knowing how excited I'm going to be like once this thing is out there, even if it is like five people to begin with. That's fine. I I'm okay with that because I have the wisdom of doing this for so long in knowing that that's kind of typical when you're doing something new. Whereas I'm, I'm thinking about um, when I first had the idea to create a course on how to 
Create Printables, which is a course that I have now that I have launched. But before I launched it, about three years prior to that, I put together a whole course. I designed all the slides. I reached out to a bunch of people like to ask permission if I could, you know, use quotes by them and to feature them in, in my education. And I paid for um, a course platform for a whole year. <laughs> and I just never, I got up to the finish line and then I didn't, I never put it out there because I had that fear. Like, what if, what if nobody shows up? And the funny thing is, when I finally did go back, revisit that content, bring it up to date, and did actually launch it, that was my most successful launch of anything that I have ever done in my creative career. I'm still blown away at the amount of people out of the gate who joins that program, especially for something that's such a like very specific topic. Yeah. I think that just lends validity to the whole concept of like, you know, things are always evolving and, and, you know, these, these ideas, these projects, they're living, breathing things. And, um, it reminds me of a line that, that, uh, our friend Keith Steckler, who's been on the pod a few times has said about social media when you're kind of creating social content that there's, there's always this constant pruning when it comes to it. You're never really, you know, done. And I think that really is true to, any kind of creative concept or endeavor, which is like, you don't just have an idea. And then, I mean, the, the days of doing something, the same thing forever for 30 years, like that doesn't really work that way anymore. Like you have to evolve. And I think that's the plus, the best part about these types of concepts and ideas is that you jump off. And then as you go down that path, like you're going to, you're going to add, you're going to tweak, you're going to evolve, you're going to grow with your audience. So it's like, you're never really going to be judged the way you felt like you were going to be judged the day you launched it. And really you shouldn't be worrying about being judged. It should just be about staying on that path because as soon as you take a step forward, you're already beyond where you started from. And that's kind of exciting. I'm going to give you the long form version of my monthly newsletter that <laughs> I just sent out today because I wrote this essentially like this whole essay and then realized that <laughs> most people don't read that much. So I, I pared it down to just a couple paragraphs. But in the original version, I was talking about how my oldest nephew is starting kindergarten tomorrow and how that's such a, a milestone and it's going to be the first of many firsts him and it just got me thinking about you know I know that tomorrow's going to be like a little scary for him but also exciting and then and that all of those other firsts that come afterwards are going to have that same feeling like you you don't you never really get over it but there are the milestones that are kind of expected for us to cross so starting kindergarten starting middle school, starting high school, starting college, getting married, having kids. And it's almost once you do the first thing, everyone is immediately focused on <laughs> on the next thing. Like, or like, you know, you go to college. Okay, yeah. what, where are you going to work? You right. start working. Like, when are you going to get married? When are you going to have kids? Like, it's it's always, people are always very, maybe overly encouraging about those milestones that like, you know, as far as society goes, says that you should accomplish. But anytime that you veer a little bit off of that straight and narrow path, and you know, I'm 
obviously speaking as someone who's an entrepreneur, anyone who's ever dared to do something like a little bit differently, all of a sudden it feels like all of those people that you felt like were your support system have vanished and you imagine them like kind of turning their backs on you and like, oh no, now they're going to judge me because I'm, I'm trying something that's like atypical, which is why it's really important. And I'm, I'm like so thankful for you and other people who I consider to be on that, like, you know, on board of directors, because I know that even if I go to you with a terrible idea, I never feel like you are going to judge me or like you don't have my back. It's like, if you have any negative feedback about what I'm going to share with you, I'm going to respect what you're saying to me because I trust you. But I know that not everyone is in that position. And, and when you're trying to do something new, you may have that feeling like all of those people who, you know, have supported you all, all of your life through the, the regular things like might not be there to support you for this new thing. I feel like that would be a really cool thing to provide like through this platform, like that we have here, like people who listen to this, this show, you know, if you don't feel like you have someone you can turn to or a group of people you can turn to, like, what about us or what yeah. about this community? Like, I, I, I mean, like we're readily accessible through social. So like, I mean, we're here. I mean, it would be a really cool thing to start something where people feel like they can share their ideas and share their concepts. And, you know, we might not be best friends, but like, you know, we have an appreciation for amazingly creative, not you and me. I'm talking about the people <laughs> reaching out to us. You and I clearly are best friends. I'm on the board. Um, but like, you know, to, to, to have some kind of like, you know, place where you can kind of share a creative concept and idea and, and have a really good discussion about it. Should we open something up on the site? Are, 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 are you about what you were going to think about me if I did not? Uh, yeah. I mean, are you, are cool. you inviting people over your house? Like what is involved in this? No, no one can come <laughs> over to my house. That's not happening. Pre COVID or post COVID. Um, it has nothing to do with COVID. I just don't want you to oh, come over. Sorry. <laughs> I just assumed all life is pre and post COVID. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I, 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 yeah, I think it would be cool to have something like, you know, available to like, you know, kicking around a concept, like, reach out. I mean, we have connections of people too, that we work with that, you know, might be better point people for something like that. And, you know, what if we really did create a board, like that would be cool. All right. We'll put something together. This Evan. is really exciting. And yet kind of like, this is like on, like it's, it's in real time where, I mean, I'm the editor. I could, are... I could cut all of this out. Okay. Only if it's a bad idea. <laughs> Let's, let's run it no, by a I think I, on that board. I think it's a great idea. I think that that would be, yeah, I, I would love to provide that for other people to help them have their, if you don't have a board of directors, everyone should have, have one and yeah, we'll, we'll help you cultivate that. We don't know how yet, but we'll figure it out. Yeah, We're going to put some thought <laughs> to that we'll come back in a future episode and share how that's going to. How that's going to work. Now let's go talk about this board position for a second. Is this a paying gig? I mean, have I paid you yet? No, but I don't know if you're holding out on me. So I don't know. Who, oh, who you think I've like... been like, oh, paying other people, but not you? Like maybe yeah. you're a junior member? Right. Or an intern? <laughs> right. No, junior you're. Board. First of all, this is like, 
there's like five people that I'm talking about. So no, there's not, there's not a budget for it yet. Maybe one day, but once you have your spot, I mean, this is just, this is just me and my friendships. Like once you have your spot, it's hard to, so it's like the Supreme court, like this is a lifetime appointment. Yes. You have to like really mess up to lose or die or die. Yeah. I mean, whichever comes first. Right. (laughs) I guess given the choice, I'd rather die than mess up. (laughs) If you've enjoyed this episode, help us spread the word on social media, tag us at pod for creatives and let us know which stood out to you. Have you ever gotten poison ivy before? Never. Okay. Me either. But now I'm nervous that I may have gotten it. There's a house behind us. And today they cut down a bunch of palms from the trees and just like dumped it into our yard. Can you see that? Yeah. It's a very artistic shot for what it's worth. (laughs) Thanks. It's just like you in the middle of a catastrophe (laughs) to also capture the moment. So... Uh, I was, we were going to wait and see if they were going to come and take him away and they didn't. So we're just like, all right, let's just go out there and throw him over to the other, like just throw him over the fence. And we're like, nice. you know, we have landscapers. So like, we've never like touched anything in our yard before. So we're like, do we have gloves? Like, do we have gloves? Like, so I got my snow gloves. Jimmy got like a pair of rubber, like kitchen gloves. And yeah, we we started going out there and throwing stuff over the fence. And then our next door neighbors have like an upper like deck on their house. So they they can kind of like look into everyone's yards. So uh, my neighbor told us like, oh, but like, watch out. Like there's poison ivy, like all over, like all those vines. She's like, are all poison ivy. So (laughs) I felt like I was careful. But now that that's like in my head. And even though I had like, a lot of itching, right? I scrubbed myself. I mean, this was like in the last half hour. I'm still now just like paranoid. So. No, I want to like. So do they <laughs> like? Are, are is cutting down palm trees common? I don't think they were cutting them down. They were like cleaning them up. Okay. Yeah. Were they sagging? Is that what it was? Like, do they? I don't know why. Like... I don't know why they chose to do it. I guess I just never thought about like trimming a palm tree i never thought that's something like i just feel like that's like a very like low maintenance kind of tree like whatever it is it is it's gonna yeah, be great because yeah. it's a palm tree and everybody loves them yeah but i have now being down here i've noticed there are ones that are more like a lot of them have like have like vines crawling up them and the i don't know what the technical terms are um <laughs> not an arborist the bottom part has you know will have <laughs> pieces the trunk pieces will be like you know, breaking off. So there, there are ones that are like that look like they've been manicured. I guess is the best way to put it. But yeah, we only have one in our yard, and it's our yard guy maintains it. Gee. A- <laughs> Yoshi, who was Niles's Niles's garden? Yoshi. Gee sounds right though. I don't know. Maybe it was both it's of them. Yoshi. Yeah. <laughs> it mostly when you talk talking about like trimming palm trees makes me think of um you never watched dexter did you there is a a villain in dexter who is known as like the scalper who is like someone who had this like this tool that you use to cut palms off trees and he was going around killing people with it wow yeah
Like a machete? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <You're> just... <laughs> Neither one of us clearly know what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm getting a little closer, though, with the technical term guesses. Trunk, machete. <laughs> the only thing that we were, like, sure on was the name of Niles' arborist. <laughs> Yoshi. <laughs> it's definitely Yoshi. 